Welcome to CHN Radio, episode 37. I am your host, Greg Troxel. I am with a man who doesn't know what order the presidents of the United States are. Elijah Newsom. To be fair, by the way, Greg didn't know the 37th president of the United States either. So if anyone can re- can reply to this tweet, wait, reply, just tweet us, the 37th president of the United States. Yeah, but they can look it up. Yeah, but no, they can't look it up. No, don't do it. Don't be a loser. <laughs> oh man, it's Richard Petty. <laughs> Richard Petty. <laughs> All right, this episode's going to be off the rails. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Established that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of off, off the rails, Newcastle United. So we are going to talk about the Off the Rails Club, and we might have some positive news. We'll we'll hear what I and Elijah say about said news. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert, Greg's not happy. Yeah, I mean, well, no, we'll see. We'll get there. Um, here's a big, big drop of bomb for you. Is mm-hmm. on February 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, we, Elijah and I, are going to Denver, Colorado, the place known for its wonderful pine trees mm. and snow. Yeah. And... and like 300 days of sunlight a year, apparently. Really? Yeah, that's that's what they say over there. It's like, oh, 300 sunny days a year and all that. And um, we're going to go there, and we're going to sit down at a bar. Mm. And we're going to – it's just going to be me, you, and Warren Barton. Yes. And we're going to talk to the people in Denver, Colorado, about this great institution we call Newcastle United. Okay. And just – and, like, if you were undecided about going – I just want you to know that if you don't have a place to stay, you can crash with me and Brian Nelson at our Airbnb. It's like a one-time deal. It's a one-time offer. Whoever hits me up first at Elijah underscore Newsom, you could stay with us and we can talk about how Mo Diame should be a winger. <laughs> so it's a one-time offer. Okay. All I'll right. offer it again next episode. So I guess. <laughs> so it's a... Oh, it's you offered time. it last episode, I think. Oh, it's one time each episode. So that's oh, okay. the one time. Got it. Got offer, it. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Now. All right. Um, give, us a, give us a follow on our Twitter, which is yeah. at Coming Home NUFC and at CHN underscore radio. I see. Almost to 100. Yeah, we almost to 100 now, and we need five star reviews. And, and that's a very important, guys, because. The more five-star reviews we get, the more people that are going to become aware of our podcast. So please give us five-star review. Please write a review in there. Uh, let us know what you think. It only takes like eight seconds to do. So please help us out there. But let's get into it. And the first bit is a happy birthday. Happy to birthday. Our, hey. to, our sam- to our samurai. Mm. Is that racist? That's definitely that samurai are Japanese. Uh, are they? <laughs> yeah, you. Oof, wow. Oh, Greg, that one. Uh, yeah. Don't be. Don't throw out the R word on the podcast. I'm not okay. You're not racist, but I just want you to know that samurai are Japanese. What's a What's a Korean warrior called? Uh, not a samurai. Really? Yeah. That's it's like strictly. It's like the Japanese version of a knight. Like samurai is like a status oh, symbol. Harang. Yeah. There you go. I didn't know. Did you look that up? Yep. The okay. Flowery Knights, an elite warrior group. Yeah. Yes. All right. To our harangue, <laughs> Ki Sung Young, happy birthday, man. Yeah. Woo. Well, I guess it's happy birthday at the time we're recording this. Yeah. So it is In America. happy birthday. It's a beautiful birthday for you, Ki. Yeah. I'm really happy about it. Yeah. What else happened? Uh, what today for his birthday? He probably had like a nice cake from family that they sent it to Newcastle. Um, 
I don't know if any of his family visited. I don't know how that situation's going. But um, no, no, no days off. Probably, he, he better have been in the recovery room. That's yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, next bit is. Oh, I want you to take this. Oh God! So, <laughs> yeah, go for it. <laughs> how do you say this guy's name? Kamara Abu Bakar. Yeah, Abu, Abu Bakar Kamara. Yeah, that's what it is. Abu Bakar. Um, so he was arrested and banned from Fulham after getting to a fight on the training ground. And so, it, and this story actually came out earlier in the week. And like, there was a bunch of people who were like just tweeting, mainly Burnsy, um, that was like, oh, haha, I bet he got in a fight with Mitro. And it turns out like he had, this was like the third incident of him fighting. And like two of those incidents involved Alexander Mitrovic unsurprisingly one is which like he he tried to take a penalty away from Mitro and then the other was like they got into a, a scuffle like a shouting match during team yoga which is just like how and this one he like he attacked a staff member like it was I think it was after hours too right and then they called the police and he was like arrested and so um yeah so I think that he's uh He's probably not with the club anymore. Uh, he's been ordered to train with the under-23 side. Um, and he's 23 years old. He was a signing they had last in 2017. And honestly, hey, Newcastle should go for him. We need that kind of energy at the club, you know? Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> but, no, that's the thing, dude. Here's the thing, though. We get him on a six-month loan, and, like, anytime we play Fulham, we have that mental game, you know? Well, how are we going to get him on, on loan if he's probably just getting released? Oh, yeah, we'll get him for free. Even better. Yeah. But then we just sub him in just to, like, mental play mental games with Mitro. Yeah. All right. Know. Yeah. We'll play him twice a year. He scored seven times last season. And, like, we'll just have him man-mark Mitro the entire <laughs> yeah. match. Just, just, like, just, like, only man-mark him. Like, I, I don't even want you to touch the ball unless you're stealing away from him. Yeah. I, I, I just, like, bait Mitro into a red. Yeah. yeah, so that just happened, and I just felt like we should mention it because um, Mitrovic was involved. Mitrovic was involved, and yeah. I just think it's funny that this guy essentially just like got banned from his own team because he's fighting his own team. Fulham are a mess, dude. <laughs> like that, that is Tony Khan. Just hey, he tried it. He tried to build a team through analytics, and like on paper, everyone's like, "This is a good team," and then like. He forgot the whole part about like personalities and like hiring the right manager and like having a manager that can manage these personalities and like chemistry and oh yeah and defense. He forgot like those important concepts in football. Yeah, and I was now, about to say it's like terrible. It could be you can build a team on analytics, but if it's the wrong analytics, it's not going to be a good team. Yeah, he <laughs> built a team that could score. And, like your priority is promoted to be to defend. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on here. Um, so there's media outlets in Italy and Belgium have started the report that Newcastle are close to completing a loan deal for Lazio left wing back Jordan Lukaku. Uh, if you recognize the name, he is the younger brother of Manchester United forward Romelu. Oh, interesting. I thought um, he was his father. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're both Belgian internationals and Jordan Lukaku moved to Lazio um, from Ustende. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. I think it's uh, Ostende. Ostende. Oh, I, okay. So I, instead of U, it's O. But I think so. Um, that was in the 2016-17 season, so he's been at Lazio since then. Um, it's reported that Newcastle rep, reps were, were in Italy on Sunday um, and saw Lukaku play and, against Napoli. They lost – Two to one, Napoli won that. Um, he's under contract until 2020. He has really struggled to start at all in the three years he's been there. Um, there is an option on the table, according to reports, to make it permanent for 20 mil, um, which is kind of like, if you kind of remember, it kind of reminds everybody of what um, the entity loan to buy price was set at. And then the Chronicle reported that he was going uh, undergoing his medical on Thursday, which is today when we're recording. Um, 
and the final details of the loan are, are being agreed upon. So Elijah, just on that news, what do you, what do you think about it initially? Um, so I know he's the, the big reason he hasn't played this season. I know. And he was in, he was like with the Belgian national team in terms of like qualifying because they have, they play that weird, like three, four, two, one thing. So they need wing backs and such. So he was playing with Belgium last year up until through world cup qualifying. And then he got injured had a knee injury and he has, he, he lost his place in both sides. So that's not good. Um, but I think for just the, the sheer um, like need we have at left back, I don't hate the loan move because I know that what we got essentially, even though it's like the bare minimum of what Rafa wanted, but we got technically we got an offensive-minded left back to compliment Paul Dummett. Do I think that this guy will play more games than Paul Dummett? No. Do I think Newcastle will buy this guy? No. I also not 100% buying the 19 mil price tag. I don't know yeah, if it's that's... that high. That seems high even for like Premier League inflation because it's like it almost seems like like they don't want to sell him, but they definitely do want to sell him. So um, I mean they they bought him for 4 mil. Yes. Yeah. This, this is euros. And he is valued at 7 million euros on transfer market right now. And 20 mil is it's just outrageous. He has seven, seven appearances this year, and none of them he started. Yeah. Zero. Like, that, there's no way that player is worth 20 mil. I don't care. Coming off an injury, too, mind you. I'm pretty sure it was like a yeah, year. He was, he, was, he was injured at the beginning of the year. It's a ligament issue. Yeah, um, so he was done like through the summer and then the whole year. Yeah, but, yeah. To be fair, he had I think he had thirty appearances last year, but still very few starts. But that, uh, but me, that's the other thing though is like I would I mean I think if you're getting a player coming off of an injury like that would deflate the value too because yeah. he just came from an injury. So I don't know. That's just it seems high and it's like also like common sense. Like if you really wanted to sell this guy to Newcastle, you wouldn't have set the price tag at nineteen mil. Because Newcastle are not paying six, they're not going to pay 19 mil for an attacking player. Why would they play 19 mil for a left back? They weren't even going to pay eight yeah. mil for a left back that starts uh, for yeah. Ajax and starts for the Argentinian national team. They didn't pay eight mil for that. So um, I don't, I don't completely buy the 19 mil. I'd be, it'd be interesting to see when the official numbers come out, whenever they come out. But um, yeah. I think people are getting a little desperate with the numbers, but yeah. Um, yeah. He, so he has, he had 10 starts last season and only two of those starts were teams in the top half of the table. One of them was Juventus. So that's a, that's a decent start, but it, the other one was Genoa and that's it. <clears throat> every, every other team was either in the relegation zone or whatnot. So, I mean, he's playing for Lazio. He's playing Serie A uh, minutes, and it, that's great. But he's just not worth the 20. And, like, you have this whole thing. Like, I'm looking for the betterment of Newcastle. And, yeah, you know, this might be a good enough signing, and he could be a good enough wingback to make a difference immediately and be incremental to getting us to stay in the Premier League. But at the end of the day, we're not going to pay that fee, and he's going to go back, and we're going to be stuck with in the same position we were. Same with – having um, Rondon go back on loan because I don't know if we're going to pay him, you know, and these loan to buys just don't give me any confidence because not only, not only is it like the, like the team gets the option to buy. So say Newcastle does want to buy Jordan Lukaku. What if, and then Jordan Lukaku is like, this place is, I mean, it's carnage here. Like the fans are pissed. The manager's leaving. I don't want to sign here. Like that, that means nothing. Now you're still back to where you were before the player doesn't have to sign. So I, I just, I yeah, just don't see I, it as a, as a I, move that's going to benefit us. I, I don't hate loan the buys because um, one, because there's been so many players that we've been quick to buy that have cost more in terms of like, than some of our loan to buy players that have arguably not worked out at all. Um, so like you could, I can understand doing a loan to buy in the sense, like, like we paid a lot for Jacob Murphy and he hasn't really panned out. We didn't pay a lot for Hoslu, but that's another person who costs more than 
are loaned to buy signings. Like same with Jesus Gomez, like all these guys who like, okay, that's good that we've brought him in and then we've got him convinced, but they get here and it's like, okay. So, I mean, I'd like to see guys play and get an opportunity. And I mean, I, in an ideal world, I would love for us to just be able to buy players straight up and not worry about it. But when you have someone like Mike Ashley, who just like doesn't want to invest, I'd rather take the, I'd rather have the opportunity to actually spend money on a player that I know will do well in the premier league. I know that will do well at the club. And so I, so I don't hate loan to buys, um, especially like when they're for like, like I thought the Jelson Martins loan to buy was going to be, I thought that was a good idea. That was going to be fine. Cause I didn't really care. Um, like if he liked Newcastle or not, I knew he was going to help immediately. And then if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't, blah, blah. And I also didn't really think his game would translate that well to the Premier League. So I didn't mind that it was a loan to buy. Now, if we had shelled out 15 mil for this guy and he didn't work out, then everyone would be pissed. So um, I don't know. I don't hate the mantra of loan to buy. I hate that we've become a loan to buy club because we don't, because we don't spend enough money and we don't want to take that many risks. But for the model the club is currently operating under, I'm not that mad about loan advisors. Yeah, I, I still am. I'm looking for like three years down the road usually. Um, and I just don't see how loan the buys are, are going to help us when I don't think the buy will happen. Um, but hey, that's It's a, worked that's out so thing. far. We were hitting 100% and loan the buys on their Rafa. Well, I, I mean, Kennedy? I mean... That wasn't a loan. We didn't. We didn't actually buy him. Yeah, we reloaned him because we couldn't buy him. <laughs> but yeah, I'm talking so about the actual the actual players where we triggered the buy and they signed a contract. We've that we've hit 100. percent Like there hasn't yeah, been a guy where they're we not great the players though at all. Dubrovka. Or, what he what, was he a loan to buy? Yeah, I Dubrovka thought we just bought him in loan to buy. Yeah, we. Loaned oh yeah, yeah, okay. It was a so, six month loan with a four and a half million buy. Who else? And it was Atsu. Those are the only two guys we've loaned to buy. And Atsu's, then Kennedy was Atsu's the only not a hit. Atsu's not a hit. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, your, your initial statement was like, what if they don't like here? Oh, look at the carnage. They won't sign. And Atsu signed. That was my thing. It was like, if your issue is like, would the player sign, then I think that's not that big of an issue. Yeah. I mean, Atsu's a little different than Lukaku, though. Lukaku's getting minutes at Lazio. Atsu was in the reserves at Chelsea. So this guy, Lukaku, is going to be able to go to a top-tier club again. Atu Do you think so? Because you just spent, like, the last five minutes bashing him and saying, like, he only comes off the bench against lower league. And, and, uh, and yeah, you, start against- I, you don't think he can make, make it to a mid-table side in another top league? I don't by, think so. By getting minutes at Lazio? If, if, if he's playing the same minutes he's playing now, then no. Yeah, then I don't think a loan to buy with him is worth it. Well, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> um, we'll let the the listeners decide what happened there. Just a a little on a style of play. When I do want to do something like if we do announce a player, we have like an emergency pod. But we're doing this on Thursday night our time and really late Thursday night Elijah's time. Um, and it seems like they're going to announce this tomorrow. So I would usually like if we get a tra- like a real transfer. Okay, like, yeah, like, like if Almiron gets signed, we'll do a pod on Almiron and we'll bring in experts. We'll bring in Roberto. We're bringing some guys from Dirty Sound, well, Dirty Sound Soccer, like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but like even even just in general, anytime we sign a player, like we can do, we'll do like an emergency podcast. But because it just seems like it's going to happen tomorrow, and recording right now, like I'll just say a couple more things about him. Like I I looked up some like. Like some stat sites, like comment on like what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, that type of thing. So I'll, I'll go over some of that. And Elijah, I don't, I've never seen him play, so I can't. I'm not going to go too d- deep into it. I've played with I him in FIFA. Yeah, There's I haven't had scouting. <laughs> I haven't had time to like look back because usually, usually you can learn a bit through YouTube, not a lot, but yeah. Um, so he's according to who scored, he's really good at crossing and dribbling with the ball. His style of play is that he, he likes to play short passes and dribble and and move up the field. Um, and his weakness is it's the only one listed as aerial duels. So um, I don't. I, I'm assuming that's because of his height. He is 177 centimeters, which I have no clue what that is. 
So I'm going to look it up right now. He is five foot eight. So yeah, that's why he's not winning aerial duels. So oh, his brother got all the height. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks for him. Yeah. Um, and he's 86 kilograms, which I have no idea how much that is in pounds. So 86 is 189 pounds. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I'd say this just based on, so I've, I've seen Lazio play a couple times just in general and he wasn't starting. They've started like straight up left mids in his spot. So Lazio played three out the back. And they do like a straight up like three five two, and their wing backs they track back, but they they like they're pretty offensive the whole time. So of course this guy's really fast, um, just per FIFA and per what everyone says, he's pretty fast, and I'm pretty sure he's good at crossing it in. So it's interesting because I think part of like him getting subbed on versus starting is that like he's the more defensive minded options they have at that left mid wing back spot so he's probably brought on at the end of matches um so it should be interesting to see how he's utilizing this setup because he plays like when they when Lazio plays he's really more of like a left mid more than like really a wing back because of how far their their wing backs sit up the field um even even when like they're on defense they're still pretty pretty high up so um it should be interesting to see how that translates to like premier league um and how he actually is going to do, and if he's going to be a defensive, if he's actually going to play, if he's actually going to be good defensively as well. So we'll see. We'll see. But he will be cover, and we'll have a true left-back playing in a left-back position. And, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And if we still go five in the back, he might be useful. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, like, I think you could probably, if, if you could compare his play style, I would think, like, Victor Moses, where it's like, Yes, Victor Moses is technically a wing back, but he pushes so far up the field. Well, he did under um, under Conte. Like he was so far up the field, it was like this guy is pretty much a left mid. So that's <laughs> what I would imagine. That's how Lazio kind of plays as well. So we'll see. Yeah, um, and yeah, and, and his starts in at Lazio are mainly left mid this season, or his appearances. So I know you were alluding to that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, also, they have Lucas Lieve on their team. I didn't even know he'd left Liverpool. I just thought he was like sitting there gathering dust somewhere. But good for him. He's gone. Anyway, what are you um, I just want to. I guess this is kind of like a, a quick. Well, let let's get into the next bit first because this will lead <clears throat> into what I'm going to say. Um, so. This is, I'm just going to switch up our order. Here is uh, Antonio Barreca and, oh, my dogs just jumped up and now they're all in my business. Oh, you got the wrong name for Martins. Oh, go ahead. Jelson. Jelson Martins. (laughs) Why did I, I typed in Gabrielle. I don't know why I did that. Eh, Maybe Um, you want to name your kid that. (laughs) No. Um, No kids. Okay. Um, they both snubbed Newcastle. Uh, one is currently at Monaco, and one snubbed us for Monaco. Uh, the infamous, just really good club right now. Um, yeah, just wow. Good. Second to the bottom in league. Ugh. Yeah, and so what I was just going to say, what I alluded to, so this was posted, I think it looks like two. Okay, so it, it started today. Let's just say that. So Thierry Henry announced that he banished too many to name from the first team to the reserves in a call against players who are only thinking about their own futures in a bid to turn down, turn around the club situation. And then immediately after that, Monaco announces that they suspended Thierry Henry from all managerial duties and Frank Passy takes over as interim. Um, dumpster fire. An absolute dumpster fire. It's, yeah. it's my and, definition of how that and like. Antonio was one of the players. He was like, yes, this guy is available. Like, get him out. Like, he literally was like, this guy is available for a loan. Like, he was one of those players. And so, it's interesting. But anyway. Yeah, and they're just awful. I mean, I watched um, Strasbourg play against them. And they're not good. Monaco? No, Strasbourg. Oh, they are good. They're in fifth. Oh, they haven't. They're usually not that good. Well, they, they, 
of only well, they were in like the fifth tier six years ago. Oh, so they're now they're getting their they're getting their bearings. They, they got they've promoted. Been, uh, they they got promoted five consecutive years in a row to League One. League One. And last year was their first year in it. I think they finished like tenth or eleventh, which is like phenomenal. And then on a small budget, and now they're in fifth place. <laughs> they're killing it. And Kenny Lala is one we've mentioned on the podcast. He's one of the ones that are doing that. Um, they absolutely destroyed Monaco, and it, they already scored a goal. They're already up one nothing before the ten minute mark. And then like the eleventh minute, Monaco gets a straight red on an awful tackle, and it ended up being five to one. Like it was just a massacre. <laughs> And I was like, this team is miserable. And then all this stuff came out this week. The game was literally last weekend. So <laughs> it was just, I mean, they're awful. But so it's surprising that Martins would go there. But the same. But we also, I, mean, I think both of us see the logic in both of them staying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one's like, okay, I'm going on a six month loan. It's not an option to buy. Would I rather play in Monaco with no stress or. Go to well, the cold in Newcastle with all the stress. To be fair, the reports out of uh, out of what's his face, like um, France, were saying that Newcastle were pursuing a loan to buy from Martins. They were, like, yeah, they were. They were pursuing a loan with the option to buy. Or okay, and that, it was some weird translation. The guy tweeted out in French, and basically everyone in all the British journals were like interpreting that as like this is a loan to buy. So I think that's part of it with Martins is like he has to – it's basically like he could go here and like not – he would kind of – and like you said, he could always say no, but it kind of withholds him from testing the market in the summer because I think it's safe to say his Atletico Madrid career is finished before it really even started. Uh, he just yeah. been great there. Um, and like, yes, they have some good wingers, but like – Still, like he was one of the best wingers in Portugal, and then moved to one of the biggest clubs in Spain, and just hasn't worked out. So, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. Maybe you should have thought about like where you like. You should have thought a little harder about like, oh, where should I like? Should I go a place where it's gonna be hard for me to break into the first team, or should I just go to a place where it's likely I can go to the first team, make some money, blah blah blah. It's just I don't know. Interesting, but Yeah. yeah. I agree with you there. Um, and with Bereka, I think he like genuinely thinks now that because I think that was more of a recent thing. Like I feel like I heard about the Bereka thing, like him snubbing us, like on the heels of like the Thierry Henry thing blowing up. And I'm assuming yeah. that he's thinking they could probably compete for a spot still. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, that's going to be a fluid situation. I think still seven days left in the month in the window, so we'll see what happens there. I, I think it's still something to watch. We could on, honestly still get both. I mean, yeah, with the situation at Monaco, I mean, who knows? Um, the next thing I want to just briefly mention, it looks like Jacob Murphy is rumored to join Dwight Gale at West Brom. Yes. Um, that's depending if we do get a winger. Yeah. Um, anything that you want to add to it? I don't really have much. I mean, yeah, I mean, so it seems like I don't, and there's nothing that's come out really about, uh, I mean, which I, I don't know if do you, great question for you. Do yeah. you like it when, uh, when like journalists are left in the dark about transfers and then like with Lukaku, like that was something that completely came out of nowhere. Like we woke up this morning and, Deals done for Lukaku at like seven AM our t- my time Eastern time and it's like you were asleep you woke up and I'd already published an article about it <laughs> and so <laughs> like, <laughs> like so what do you like, mean like I was left in the dark no I mean like and- like journalists in general like that caught everyone by surprise like literally the first we didn't hear like Newcastle pursuing Jordan Lukaku it was just like the first thing we heard this morning was like the deal is done for Jordan Lukaku and then as the day went on it's like medical whereas like. We heard all about Martins. We've heard all about Almiron. We've heard we had the whole thing with Bastas and what's his name, the like big other big foreign striker we tried to sign like two summers in a row. That's like Danish, I think, or something like that. I don't even remember. But like, yeah, it, I, and we hear like everything about it. And we're like, oh, Newcastle did this. Newcastle did that. Blah blah blah. Or do you just like it when you wake up and it's like, oh, Newcastle have signed someone? Yeah, I would. Um, 
<clears throat> I do like when journalists are on their game, unfortunately. I don't think anybody is around the club. And I you know, take that as a shot, if you will. But, I mean, people need better sources. There was no takeover rumors at all. Nobody was even writing about it. And then Mike Ashley has an interview, and now everyone knows who the source is and, and who's going to buy the club. It's like you just go off of, like, you're, they're always a step late. So it's like if you want to – if I, I don't I – don't, Do you buy them all one journalist? Because they all they, – so they call claim, like, especially – what's his face? Luke Edwards was like – we knew about this three weeks ago, but we we saw we thought that it was like not legitimate based on I mean what that's Stavely and then Mike Ashley saying that he didn't that he wasn't going to sell the club like stop working well, on the club being sold because he told that to the players and like that was leaked. He was like, hey, don't worry about yeah. That. Well, that's that's I mean technically he was right there. They that was a right decision on him to not publish it because he didn't think anything was going to happen because nothing did. Yeah. Um. So he he may have been right there, and it's up it's up to the journalists like, to, the to put it out there. And Kenyon stuff came out so late was like they knew about it, and like Mark Douglas tweeted about it, and yeah, like everyone they all tweeted the same know. thing. They're like, we all knew about this, but none of us thought it was legitimate. And I was like, that's fair, because like yeah, I <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know. I I do I do think I think like the club sources that like like I think that the Chronicle and like sky sports and luke like i think luke edwards is pretty spot on with all his stuff he he breaks a lot of stuff like legitimately but he only breaks things when he knows and like he's doesn't he hasn't been wrong like he's like this is what i know this is what i know blah blah like and but i mean the chronicle they just kind of like grasp for straws from every report but i think that like if you have a different ownership group i think that could change in terms of leaks but I personally like it when a club just gets business done and you don't really hear about it. Like I just, that's what I personally like. I just like, all right, well, cool. It happened just because I like, I don't know. I just, I just like waking up to nice surprises. <laughs> there you go. You love Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Christmas every day. Yeah. Um, so last bit of news, uh, Deloitte published a football finance report and they essentially found what are the richest clubs in the world and they had a top 20 list and it turns out to i think most people's surprise that newcastle was the eighth richest club in the united kingdom and the 19th richest club in the world so they were in the top 20 in the world um and the only real question to follow that up is where's the money gone (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything really else to say. I mean, we made yeah. 178, I think it's a figure, million pounds last year. Yeah. I think that was part of the whole Chi, our new, I can't say her last name. That was like part of her whole speech Chi. was basically yeah. saying like, and I haven't read it and Greg hasn't read it. So we'll be more informed, I guess, at some point. Yeah. But sorry about that. It, yeah. It, it's been uh, a wild ride at work recent this week. Yeah. Um, but well it will get better <laughs> same here today i took a nap and it just like uh took a lot was, of my day up it was it was rough man is those ugh. naps are so hard to yeah you can't yeah. you can't really schedule around them you know no. they just happen yeah uh, but i think that was part of what she was saying in her 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 spiel to the sporting uh director and graham bailey again just one of those other reporters and i don't know if i don't think you saw this greg oh uh, i did Oh, you did? Uh, We're just yeah. like, dude, shut up. Like, yeah, just he's stop. trash. Gosh. He, like, tried to trash, like, her for doing that. I don't know. It was, but, yeah, she was, she was basically mentioning, like, this club has a lot of money, and it's just weird that none of it is invested back into the academy or back into the club. Yet, Mike Ashley has acquired a bunch of businesses, which, by the way, and we mentioned this on our podcast, we cannot stress enough that Mike Ashley is – like literally buying like bad businesses like this is stuff that like it's not like mike ashley's investing in a tech startup i wouldn't even be mad if he was investing in a tech startup he's he bought a dvd and cd like store like no one watches dvds or has cds he's probably buying it said you know what we should do we should make it a streaming service be ahead of the game (laughs) like so dumb like like when people say mike ashley's a good businessman i just 
I show them like that. I'm like, really? You think this guy is a good businessman? Like, look at this. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, that was just, I don't know. I was a little, I think I was a little shocked about us being eighth in the UK because I just thought like there were other clubs that have started to generate more money that have, that like were like middling Premier League clubs that just started to, just started to generate more money as they've become um, mainstays in the Premier League and have been able to sell players and stuff. But I guess when you don't buy players and you just sell players, then you're not really losing a lot of money. So <laughs> makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's get over to this FA Cup. Let's do it. So um, Newcastle has, is playing Wofford in the fourth round of the FA Cup. We haven't advanced past the fourth round in how long? Do you know? Uh, 12 years. 13 years? Yeah, 2006. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'll be here all week. Um, and this will be an opportunity because you know, we, we beat Wofford and we drew Wofford. And Watford is – this is our third time previewing them this year. But they are very good in attack. But where they lack is finishing. They are an awful finishing team. They – in their third round match, they beat Walking I, – I, or Woking. Some, somebody from England's going to have to correct me on that pronunciation. Um, they beat them 2-0 in the third round. So it, they are coming up to St. James's this Saturday to face us in the fourth round. Now, um, I'll go through a little bit of injuries, and let's talk about lineups after that. So um, we even did a little poll that I'll see what those results are. I looked at them earlier that we did on our Twitter account. But so some injuries. We Obviously, Key is back, but Key is out. Um, and Muto is still in Japan. They've made the semifinals there. Uh, Darlo, Diame, Shelby, Fernandez, Dummett, and Kennedy are all close to returning, but we still don't know yet. We won't know till tomorrow when Rafa's press conference happens. So be on the lookout for those. I think if somebody is close to ready, one of those uh, Darlo, Diame, Shelby, Fernandez, Dummett, and Kennedy, you'll you could see if there is if one one of them is ready to play. I think one of them will be in the lineup. Um, I did hear that Kennedy and Fernandez are expected to start. So, but we'll, we'll know more of that tomorrow on Watford's side. Um, Sebastian Prodi will be sidelined. Will Hughes, Craig Cathart, uh, Abdullah Dukari and Kiko Feminia will be assessed a little bit later. We'll find out on his, um, press conference tomorrow. Javi Garcia should be changing his starting 11 to see like a similar looking side that overcame walking that's what a lot of little Watford reporters are saying that it's going to be very similar side so you can look for like Hugh like I guess if Hughes isn't available to start then Ken Seema Isaac success will probably play over Andre Gray and you'll see like um Penaranda Cleverly Chalaba like those guys will be in Yanmat will probably play so let's go into Newcastle Okay. You're up. Oh, and let actually before we do, let's let's look at this poll. So we just pretty basic question is um fourth round FA Cup tie is Saturday. What should NUFC do? So we said start a strong squad, majority of youngsters, or the same lineup at Blackburn. So fifty one percent said the same lineup at Blackburn, forty one percent said a strong squad, and eight percent said youngsters. So Kind of everyone just says, let's just see what we can do with that same same squad. <laughs> what do you think, Elijah? I, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I think you've got a much more important matchup coming up. Uh, well, we got Man City, what, Tuesday? Something ridiculous like that? Yeah, Man City Tuesday, then Spurs. So I, I would lean against playing a rotated side. Um, and I wouldn't even be surprised if they do well. <laughs> uh, I think that, like, a lot of these guys are playing with a lot of confidence right now, so I wouldn't be that shocked that they do well. And if uh, we can get some, we get some good support, then I don't see why you don't go with a similar lineup or you know maybe slightly altered depending on the the health. But I do think like it must be required. Sean Longstaff has to start. 
Yeah, yeah, I think he will. So I I found a really I found a pretty good probable lineup thing. I was looking, you know, some of those can be such a joke. Terrible. But um, I found a, what I think is a good one. What I think is realistic. So it has Freddie Woman starting, and then the back four of Mankio, Clark, Fernandez, and Sterry, which. If Fernandez is ready to go, then yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And then Kennedy, if he's ready, Hayden, Longstaff, and Murphy with Roberts playing the 10 and Hasselu up top. Hmm. And I was like, I, I would be fine with that. Hmm. So like they have that one lined up as like a 4-4-1-1, which Rafa has ran out before. Um and I don't remember what we ran out at Blackburn. Was it a four-one-four-one? It was weird. Yeah, it was a four-one-four-one. I think yeah, okay. there was like that holding midfielder. Yeah, and second matchup. No, that yeah, that was at Blackburn. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Share was a holding midfielder, but yeah. Cal Roberts played this like really weird role of like I'm not like yeah, he was like a second striker. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it looked really more kind of similar to like what you were just talking about. To yeah. Me. So I, I thought that was a pretty good probable guess. Um, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that run out. And I do agree with the poll. I, I agree with the people that voted that I would rather see this lineup, the one I just mentioned, because that pretty much is outside of like two players what we started at, at Blackburn. So um, cool. So wh- what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> um, you know, uh, so I think – it seems like both teams are going to be playing kind of rotated sides. And so kind of be a tactical battle. And I think I give Rafa the tactical edge in this. So I'm going to say it's going to be a, like a two, one win. Um, oh, I don't, nice. I don't really trust Freddie Woodman to not let in a goal. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Especially after like we were up two nil and he like let in two goals. So, <laughs> so like, I'm just, um, uh, his decision making is uh, not stellar right now, but um, no, no. But but yeah, so I, I think it could be like a two-one win, um, especially if Newcastle kind of sit back after scoring, and um, and like I wouldn't say it. I guess you're technically absorbing pressure and absorb a little bit of pressure and try to clear out and get on the counter, pick up a second goal. So um, yeah. Um, so some stats for you, and then I'll get into mine. Um, we have won just two of our last 10 Premier League FA Cup ties that we've played in. Uh, we beat Spurs in 04, 05, and Blackburn when they were in the Prem in 11, 12. Um, but we've only lost one out of our last 10 FA Cup fourth round ties against all sides at home. So we're at home in the fourth round. We're nine and one. Um, but the problem is that the last time that we were home in the fourth round was 2004, 2005. We beat Coventry city three to one. Um, so it's been a while. Um, so we obviously had a good, like last two matches, we scored seven goals. So we're in a little bit of a good form. Um, but Watford's path to the fourth round was pretty like easy because they just had a 2-0 win against a non-league side. But they are also unbeaten in five. They've won two. Um, they've won three of the last four away matches. And they've won four of their last six meetings against Newcastle, including two of their last three at St. James's Park. Um, so I think the odds are a little against us here. They've had a little bit less stress. They've had a longer run of good form. I see Watford eliminating us from the FA Cup, also with a score of two to one. All right, but the only thing, none of our opinions matter. We'll just just ask your wife tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what actually matters. Yeah, because if she says they'll win, then we know. Yeah, just don't even turn the match on. <laughs> yeah, just, you don't have to watch. We're, we're chilling. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going with, and it's nothing on Newcastle. It's starting to. It's, a, a rotated side and Watford's rotated side is definitely better than our rotated side. So allegedly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's all I got there. So let's move into, into questions. You go with that, Elijah. You got anything oh, else yeah. on this? No. Okay. So questions, let me pull them up real nice. Like, 
Okay, and while you're doing that, I'll just tell you oh, yeah. our you- questions. They're brought to you by the one and only Fubo TV, the best streaming service for everything. Not even just sports, as we as we've discovered. You can watch other things on there as well. But why would yeah. you do that? You would only really, really want to watch sports. So um, check out Fubo TV. Click the link that will be in this tweet as well in the article. Sign up through us because we get a little kickback, you know. So uh, help us out, pay our bills. Fubo TV. That should be the catch line for Fubo TV. Help us out, pay our bills. Fubo TV. <laughs> um, it's relatable. Everyone needs. I to mean, pay bills. We're powered by SC Nation and we're supported by advertising. So mm. help us out, help us yeah. out, y'all. Um, and do you want to read your question first, or should I go? Yeah, I'll read my question because it's pretty. Okay. It's pretty. Uh, it's a legitimate question because there was okay. a lot of uncertainty today and honestly oh before that greg i totally forgot to do something and i meant to do it earlier but can we just just new segment wikipedia readings we're just going to do it right now okay yeah all right so newcastle fans have had a little bit of fun with wikipedia uh today um as more and more information has been revealed and I'm pretty sure all this stuff has been taken down. But um, so when we signed Jordan Lukaku, um, there was one. There was one Wikipedia article. There's a, there's three I have uh, that under the Newcastle United section they put join Newcastle United on loan on the 24th of January 2019 and went on to be an immediate star, scoring twice on his debut against Wofford in the FA Cup, which doesn't line up. But okay, followed up with a bicycle kick equalizer against Man City. <laughs> on Tuesday, the 29th of January, 2019. Gary Neville almost passed out was complimenting Lukaku's sublime skill, and Graham Salinas was left speechless for the first time in his life. Lukaku went on to help Newcastle reach safety. His greatness was further enhanced when he telepathically stopped Sunderland FC from being promoted from their pub league. <laughs> Which <laughs> took a decent start. The next one just says, join Newcastle United on loan. And in his first press conference, explained, Sunderland paid for my flight over here. Thanks, lads. But your cheesy chips are SH blank T. So that's nice. And then um, someone asked, added to that and said, after that initial sentence about the cheesy chips, said, smashed in a 40-yard free kick to relegate Fulham and proceeded to slyly headbutt Alexandra Mitrovic. Mitrovic was indeed on fire after that incident. He then went on to score 100 goals in the second half of the season. He is also hung like a horse and a giant horse at that. Legend has it, Jordan rejected several opportunities with Barcelona and Real Madrid to join the two. The reason being he heard... The chant, 1-0 down, 4-1 up. Albert Luke wrapped it up with the knick-knack paddywhack, give the dog a bone. All the Mackums effed off home was what made him love the club. This was his childhood club, and nothing would stop him. So, Newcastle fans. Being Newcastle fans. Do you have any? Wikipedias? Yeah. I thought you you were talking about one before. Yeah, I do have one. And it's... uh, We'll we'll give Trevor some love because Trevor's the one that sent it over. Um, nice Miguel Almiron uh, mentioned on Wikipedia. So if you just scroll over to uh, wikipedia.org and just go to the search bar, type in Miguel Almiron, spelling on your own there. Um, it says, on January 24th, 2019, Newcastle agreed to a £21 million deal to sign the player. Wages to be discussed on the 25th. Then... Shock, Mike Ashley offered him national minimum wage, and then Almiron politely declined. So there it is, everybody. Your Almiron transfer rumors are completely solved, and it's not happening. Oh, well, that leads <laughs> us to our first question. This is from, uh, you'd say his name all the time, Punxsutawney Puxa, Puxa, Thari. Yeah, Punxsutawney Thari. Yeah. Of course, at TGS42084, you can give him a follow. Um, he said, if it's not too late, if uh, Newcastle are so hell-bent on a loan-to-buy deals, why not do one with Atlanta for Miggy with a forced option to buy upon survival? It solves Atlanta's 4DP problem and also Newcastle's number 10 while guaranteeing either getting a player back or a fair fee. So um, just really quickly, there's been a lot of talk about McGowan now that um, 
Atlanta United have signed PT Martinez. They announced it. Um, so a couple fast facts about the, the MLS, as we now know, because I'm pretty sure we were the first report to point this out, but no one gives us any credit, and the Chronicle keep mentioning it. But we were definitely the first people to point this out. You can't have four designated players on your roster um, in MLS. Um, as you can tell, I'm tired of talking about this and writing about this, but I only have six, seven more days until I don't have to ever write about a Newcastle McGowan-Marone transfer. Well, so, so here's one thing real quick. So, yes, you cannot have four deep designated players on your roster. And, and just for people in England that don't know what DP is yet, it's or designated player, it's essentially just a really good player that's over a certain salary point. That's just layman's terms. Yeah, they, they're making a lot of money. Compared yeah, to and, and MLS is we don't. I mean, MLS shouldn't have this role still in place. Yeah. And I they're getting a lot of criticism because yeah. the two most popular clubs are having the same dilemma. Like yeah. LA Galaxy has the same thing now that they've signed Zlatan to a DP contract, and Atlanta United, two most popular clubs, and yeah. one like the future of the MLS, and Atlanta well, we United, and one like the most dominant club of like the MLS's history. But anyway. And yeah, the, let's not get too deep into it because yeah. if if we have a we can have a whole podcast on MLS rules. It's like amazing how much BS is in there. Um, but okay, and, but anyway, so the well, a lot of people have been tweeting at me. Wait, I just want to mention one thing. Um, so you can't have four designated players, but I, I believe and correct me if I'm wrong, they can still play f- with four designated players in the Concacaf Champions League, which starts before the season. Ahead, is that true? Yeah. So, the, so they the, could still essentially carry Almiron in in through February. Yes. So that's a, that's the second thing. So okay, I I mentioned this and other people have kind of hopped on it. Um. So there is the whole issue of like there's a lot of people who think that like I, I wrote a whole article about it and that think that like Newcastle are kind of screwed because Atlanta can just loan out Ezekiel Barco who is a person who's been highly pursued by a lot of Argentinian clubs. He's like and the Philadelphia union, but yeah, (laughs) he's an Argentinian uh, youth prospect. He's like 19 years old and didn't have a great start to his Atlanta United career. Got kicked off, like got banned from like playing because he tried to have sex with another guy's wife. So not a great start. And so it does make sense to loan him out. And, uh, so that was what I reported initially, and um, a lot of people were like, oh, okay, this makes it hard for Atlanta to make any moves. Um, what people don't understand, and this is kind of answering um, Puxitani Thari's question, is that Atlanta essentially can hold Almiron until March, and a lot of the other transfer windows in South America don't end until mid-February. So even if nothing gets done with Almiron for now, um, it's a very possible that that, like, Newcastle just miss out on Almiron completely. Um, and the reason – and so – and in addition to that, it's also quite possible the MLS just changes their rules because the MLS does this. They just change their rules. Whenever, like, someone gets upset and starts complaining, they just change the rules. So it's quite possible that next week the MLS just changed the rule and they're like, all right, you can have four DPs. And it will piss some people off and it will make some people happy. But at the end of the day, Newcastle gets screwed. Now, to answer Puxitani's question um, about whether Newcastle would do a loan-to-buy deal, Atlanta's not interested in doing a loan-to-buy deal with Miguel Almero. They want to sell him um, and completely get him off the books. Loan deals get complicated with MLS. Um, one of the reasons the Barco loan deal is a little complicated is because the loan fee is so expensive. Um, and the, he said, why not do a loan with an obligation to buy if Newcastle survives? The issue is if Newcastle doesn't survive and Lady Knight are in the same issue, they are in the same situation they were before. So um, it's interesting because the season would effectively end before the transfer window opens for Atlanta to even move him again. So I don't think that it's going to happen. I think the more likely thing, and I tweeted this out, is that um, Atlanta, it's, the longer the wait, the bigger the gamble for them. And Newcastle kind of set in their offer. And Chris – whoa maybe it was chris well maybe it's mark i think douglas. it's wall chris wall or mark douglas one of them tweeted out um that maybe atlanta united newcastle could agree on a deal that would include a similar price point but have bonuses included which would kind of please both clubs per se it kind of doesn't force mike ashley to pay a bunch of money now 
and it doesn't force it. And it and landing nine, it gets a bunch of bonuses. So my my proposition was like sixteen million pounds or eighteen million pounds if Atlantic could pull it pull it off, be the base price that Newcastle pays now, and then essentially a five five to ten percent sell on fee if Almiron gets sold sold, which is likely going to happen under Mike Asher regime. So just prepare yourselves, and then like a four million dollar kick in if like Newcastle either survive like survive relegation or something like that. So um I don't know. So to yeah, me it- I think uh Atlanta <laughs> United fans aren't gonna be happy with this, but I think there everyone in the soccer world is laughing at Darren Eels right now for his a completely absurd claim that he was going to get thirty mil for him and but nobody's also- gonna be even close to that. And, and the thing was like a lot funny. of Atlanta journalists thought he was joking. And like they literally like they were all messaging me like, hey, don't worry about the 30 mil thing. We like talking about it on their podcast. Like I had like one of the guys, Doug Robertson for the AJC was even tweeting. He's like, it's not like like he does like I don't think Atlanta genuinely thinks they'll get thirty million dollars for Miguel Amarone. And it turns out that Atlanta genuinely thought that. And yeah. like as the Chronicle reported, like there's a bunch of other clubs who they've reached out to and no one's even close to like even the initial bid Newcastle's paying. Like, so like Roberto Rojas tweeted this out. He says, and he's held this opinion. He said on this podcast, 15 to 20 million pounds. And it looks like that could possibly be the deal. I don't, I don't have any doubt that Newcastle could get, I have doubts Newcastle get the deal done, but I wouldn't be shocked if they actually do get the deal done. So that was a long winded answer. It kind of answers all the Almiron stuff. And as much as I enjoy people tweeting at me, I'm so tired of talking about it. Just, like, get it over with. Either say no or just, like, in the window. It's just, ugh. I'm burned out, Greg. Is this All right. It- well, we'll move on. Yeah. Thank so, you. So, Trevor, the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, had a great question. He said, assuming Dan Cathy decides to purchase the club, he's the owner of Chick-fil-A, the CEO, uh, what would be some of the best Chick-fil-A inspired nicknames some of our, for some of our players? For example, Matt Ritchie would be a spicy chicken nugget because he's small but fiery inside. Mm. Um, Hoslu would be grilled nuggets because they're just consistently disappointing. Oh. Uh, Sean Long- Longstaff would be sweet tea. Mm. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> he's just a sweet little teapot out there. <laughs> okay. Rondon would be um, your dude. Rondon's the spicy deluxe dude. Chicken breakfast sandwich, like on the bagel, on the multi-grain bagel. Oh yeah, a little bit, little bit of everything, just big and meaty. Mm. <laughs> that's a Ron. That's what Rondon is. And I'll, I'll say, uh, so Trevor actually sent me some of his answers, and I'll Which just read. He had way more than us. Yeah, I mean, he like really went in depth, and I'll, I'll say some of the really good ones. Um, Murphy, anything overpriced which I thought was great. Um, Kennedy, uh, chicken minis. You're always excited to get them, but then you're left a little disappointed when there wasn't more. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, Friosi Perez, Chick-fil-A's closed on Sundays, which I thought was a great one. And um, yeah, just a uh, gr- great question overall. And I can't even think of any more. Can you? <laughs> No, I want to do. I want to say someone's a spicy deluxe sandwich because that's like my number one order at Chick Fil A. Greg, what's your order at Chick Fil A? Like, wh- what time of day are we talking? Okay, give me your breakfast, lunch, and dinner orders at Chick Fil A. All right, uh, there's two then. Okay, <laughs> um, my breakfast order is the Rondon. It's okay. the uh, chicken sandwich, chicken egg. <laughs> and cheese sandwich on a multi-grain bagel. I, I just love that. I'm mm-hmm. fine with everything else, but that's just, that fills me up enough. Okay. And then the lunch and dinner is the spicy chicken. Okay. All right. And I so, want them to bring the spicy chicken back to the breakfast, but. Okay. Fun fact. So I was like you very upset about the spicy chicken biscuit being eliminated from the breakfast, but that's, that was a market by market thing. So like in Florida, it's still here. So like my initial order was like just a spicy it was just a normal chicken biscuit because the spicy chicken biscuit's gone. And now it's the spicy chicken biscuit combo with the uh the iced coffee. Oh there you go. Mm. It's like and Chick-fil-A iced coffee is not even that good. It's just like I don't know, it just feels right drinking it in the morning. I don't yeah. Know. It it's it's, just, it's, it's like average at best. Yeah, it's like it's just really like uh, it's okay. Um and then lunch I go uh a number one combo, large combo, 
All my combos are large. Large combo, uh, Arnold Palmer to drink uh, with buffalo sauce, of course. And then my dinner is a spice deluxe with pepper jack cheese, Polynesian sauce, and, of course, large fries, large Arnold Palmer. So, yeah. There you go. And if I'm feeling frisky, if I'm feeling frisky, I'll throw a cookies, cookies and cream. Yeah, milkshake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to get the milkshake every once in a while. This should just be a food podcast. <laughs> yeah. If, I mean, I'm down. <laughs> Good. All right. So that, do you have anything else for us? Oh, um, I love all of our listeners. Yes. All of you. We should tell um, them. I feel like we don't say that we love them. We, we love our listeners. We actually love y'all. And especially when you like give us feedback and ask us questions and all Shoot that Shoot us stuff. emails. Yeah. Um, give us a follow. Shoot us an email, chnradionufc at gmail.com. And then please subscribe. Rate us five stars. Like I said, it literally takes eight seconds to do. And it's really important for us. Um, so we'd really like to get that done. And then also coming up, we'll have uh, Josh back on the podcast from Mile High Magpies to talk about um, our big live event coming up for oh, the Toon Army America meetup, February 22nd. Oh, dude, I just remembered. Greg and I are going to drink beer together. Yeah, a lot this of it. This has been a long time coming. Yeah, uh, just a warning, the live show will have some slurred words. So Okay. All, All right. right. And I'll, I'll probably tell the story about the first time I had bourbon. Actually, I probably won't tell that story. <laughs> it's not a great moment for me. If you can remember it, it wasn't that good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. But well, wait. Oh. Uh, if you're interested in contributing, shoot us an email. Um, we'd love – a lot of you guys have amazing questions, which we know we can, fit, we can form into amazing content. Some of your questions fuel – great discussions and we know that you could do the same on the site so if you're interested in contributing in any way shape or form even if you want to help out with the pod let us know shoot us an email chn radio and ufc at gmail.com we'd love to have you join the family and it is a family we don't even talk about newcastle all the time it's really cool so nice love it all right guys thanks so much for listening we will be back with you um, next week to preview Man City and review our FA Cup match. It's been a pleasure as always. And ladies and gentlemen, away the lads. The lasses lost the crinolines and the bales that hide their faces. I got two black eyes and a broken nose and gammon to bleed in races.
head, the groom's quite moody. Coffee Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, we stole the cuddy. There were spice dolls and monkey shows, and they had white cell inside us. And a chip of a hat and he's owned the butchers, and no more lads for riders. Oh, no. 